All right. Well, this is a bit of a different uh, situation because it's just us gals here on. Well, it's not really LTC. It's a kind of a teaser pod that Morgan and Cam and I have been kind of um, working on, really, really behind the scenes for about ten months, and.、Um, Yeah, it's just a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, and it kind of worked. It finally worked out for us, and now we are going to do something that we love to do, which is ruin things for men. So, if you're a man and you're listening to this,、um, good luck or bad luck. I, I guess I don't know. But we're gonna talk about lady things. We're gonna talk about cute guys in sports, and we're gonna talk about feelings. And we might cry.、Um, I don't know all the all the things that us ladies do to annoy you when it comes to sports and life in general. And you yeah, know what? And if you're, and if we have to. There's only two periods, but we won't talk about them as well. Yeah, and、yeah. and we might also do the unimaginable. We might also annoy other women. So if you're a woman listening to this, and at the end we annoyed you, please make sure to comment because if we can actually branch out to annoy not just men but also women, we will have done a very good thing. That's a whole demographic we weren't even targeting. No, and. The majority of the population, right there. Yeah. How is it that ma- the majority of the population、um, are the underpaid ones? I don't get it.、Um, anyway, so welcome to the manipulation of men podcast. The idiot sidekick. But yeah, this、um, look. It was a an idea that stemmed from a day floating.、Um, In a pool、um, of men's tears,、um, I think that's what it was filled with. Yeah,、um, because it certainly wasn't filled with men because we drove them away.、Um, I think that's also when we may have started repelling women as well because remember there was just like some random eyelashes by the poolside, and we were totally freaked out. Like this is not hygienic. So like someone hated so, us so much. Yeah, left her lashes. No, that was all that was left of her. But there was the lady I gave a, a warm drink to. She liked me. So, like, like we tried, we tried. Yeah.、Uh, But the one thing we we aimed to do, which was to annoy men, that one day we definitely accomplished it. We sent a couple of dudes running from the pool, and maybe even from the I, hotel. I sent the dude that came with me away. Like like. Our our presence together just repelled him away. Probably not that bad of a thing, really.、Mm. At the time, terrible, very sad, very sad moment.、Um, but you know what? I can't wait until we have our next pool day.、Um, Absolutely. And、um, we'll be sure to post the location so you can、um, make yourself scarce because we don't want you there and you don't want to be there. But、um, yeah. So I've had a big week, Janet. It's been a big week in the life. Yeah. Of
So last time I made a fleeting visit on Laugh to the Club, on Ladies the Club, you call it Ooh. that too. Like, <laughs> Ladies the Club. Um, it was grand final day in Melbourne. Yes. Um, and Collingwood played Brisbane, a team that has beaten us in two grand finals in the this millennium. It was exactly um, a week ago, right? A week ago today. Yeah. yeah. And so I didn't get a ticket to the game because the team I follow has 106,000 members. There are 100,000 seats in the stadium and they only actually allocate 17,000 tickets to members of each club. So math doesn't matter. That's boy math. I yeah. Think boy is um, allowing that to happen so that corporate morons who don't care about who's playing get to attend, which is always fun. Um, so I went to the live side across the road and enjoyed it there. And we won by four points um, in a very, very oh, heart-starting, stopping, terrifying game. But it was, for a neutral supporter, very well uh, received. Um, watching it back now, I see how good it was. But at the time, I was terrified. Yeah, you, you're... We won. All your emotions, your your heart is in your is in your throat, and you're just like waiting. Emotions, and mm -hmm. we should talk about every one of them today. Um, but yeah, so I I did cry. Um, <laughs> with a minute twenty eight to go, I started to cry. Um, with a minute twelve to go, I noticed the camera out of the corner of my eye and thought, "Fuck, I might be in a bit of trouble here." But I didn't hear anything from anyone. Usually, if you're seen in a crowd, somebody will message me and say, get off my fucking TV or something. Um, but that didn't happen. So I was like, oh, maybe I'm safe. And then there was a woman taking still photos. Like, oh, you do a good camera. Billy Gill style. <laughs> um, so, and I could hear that noise in my ear. I thought, great. Get my good angle or fuck off. Um and so I was trying not to like Kim Kardashian ugly cry, but it was not the prettiest. But an hour later when I'm celebrating the win inside the stadium, because I ran in there afterwards, and um, I get a message from my niece saying, you were on, you're just on the TV crying. And I was like, I'm not crying. I'm standing on a chair celebrating. What are you talking about? <laughs> so they played it an hour later, completely out of context. So I look like a fucking idiot. Oh. Like I'm not in the moment when it's happening, an hour later, like a fruit loop. Oh, my anyway. gosh. So anyway, Thanks a lot. I became a meme on the AFL. Oh. Not ideal. Like Collingwood supporters, we have a – there's a certain reputation we have. There's a stereotype. And I got classified as being a crackhead. What? Ideal. A Collingwood crackhead. I was crying. And apparently, that, I don't know. Anyway, so whatever. I don't mind. I didn't look at the meme. I'm not going to that meme page. You know what? None of my business. As, as one of my favorite uh, influences, things that are none of my business, what's on the what's on the AFL meme page? Not my business. Um, anyway, I had a great time. Celebrated for a bit. Enjoyed the atmosphere around the stadium and the live site next door and eventually headed home. But it was really fun. So that game was actually aired on FS1. 
Friday night. It was right after the uh, Oregon State Washington State game, I believe. And it went right in and it was the Australian broadcast because um, while it was American commercials, like coming back from break, it was like there was like coming soon to Channel 7, like some show. And I was like, I have to ask Morgan about this show. And it was just a bunch of letters and stuff. And I watched up until the first half in which Brisbane had a lead um because i i was falling asleep um i was like kind of you know the influence of pam i'm like this is too past my bedtime and when i turned off my tv um so at first when i saw that the game was starting because they've they've played afl games before on fs1 and i don't know if they're sometimes live or if it's a replay from earlier in the week but when I saw grand final, I was like, this has, this is it. I'm going to, I'm going to watch. I'm like, I'm going to pull for Collingwood, you know, and Morgan. And then when I made it to like the first half and also not knowing how points are scored or any of that stuff, I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And it was really exciting. Like them trying to keep the ball out of each other's hands, like trying to, it's traveling midair and some guy just punching the ball with his hand, you know? Like it was totally exciting. I saw so many McDonald's ads around the stadium, made me hungry, but then I got really, really sleepy. So before I went to sleep, I did say a little prayer. I was like, please, you know, sports gods, bring it on home, which I think is an English term and boo English soccer for many, many reasons. Um, but yeah, I'm like, come on, Collingwood, you can do it. Go Morgan, go Pies. And then the next day when I wake up, I like you're you're the first thing I see. And it's like you're just like, we did it, we did it. So much happiness. So I was like, hey, one of my prayers was answered. Woohoo. And then I was like, okay, so next time that I ask for the million, I'm getting it, right? Wow. Because I I've stopped praying to the sporting gods because I think the sporting gods um troll me. Um so I stopped and like I've, I can recall the times. I'm not a religious person, um, but I believe in the sporting gods. All the times in my life where I have said a prayer, they have all been football related, and not one of them have come true. And I do know that last Saturday I did not say a prayer. So, you doing it worked. Me doing it not so much. Um, but it was an incredible game. So the second half of the second quarter when Brisbane kind of came back because like we were leading at the start. Yeah. Um, we started pretty well and, but it's a, it's an hour and it's 120 minute game really. So like it's going to ebb and flow, especially like momentum swings in is it's a real thing in that sport. Um, and you know, like rope dope you got to be able to take the punches and. Yeah. I saw and, it because there was a minute, there was a time where you guys, I think uh, Collingwood was up like 30 to 10 or something it was a a pretty sizable lead and then within a couple possessions brisbane ties it and then next thing i know when they go on break it's like 50 to like like 30 or 40 something and then by the time i felt by the time i fell asleep i think they had they had they kept on building that and it was like i was just like like you said it's the, the shift so i could see that you know if if like how 
it, it changes very rapidly. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm like, I think like hopefully they can kind of come back from this and it doesn't they they aren't like too um the the points difference doesn't like scare them. Cause you know um, like with with a bit of context with Collingwood in the last two seasons, um, we have played in an absurd amount of like games that have been under one goal. Mm-hmm. Which is very rare because like goals are scored regularly. Um, like the average, the average points scored is like probably 80, 80, 90 points in a game. So like, it's not, it's not very common that you would have close games all the time. Like you'd blow out teams every now and again. We don't do that. We never do that. Um, and we've been a good team for two years, but we don't like, we don't put teams to the sword. We like to play with them. Mm-hmm. And I think they enjoy torturing us as supporters um, because we play in these just absolute heart-stopping games. So we, to get to the grant, uh, to win the premiership, we played in three finals. Um, All of them, I believe, were under a goal um, margin, which is crazy. Um, The preliminary final, which is like the conference championship, we won by one point. Wow. And we held a one-point lead. For five minutes, and and as you have seen, like scoring, it, it's nonstop action. It it it's not like the NFL where it's like down stop down stop. It's like no, everything is going all at once. Yeah, so they like they've made rule changes in the game so that there aren't. Cause there used to be like a lot of stoppages, like like tactically, so that you could slow down the pace of play but uh, pace of play but um they i tried to alleviate that because it's ugly and you know it's a more enjoyable spectacle entertainment wise for that not to have like rolling malls and that kind yeah. of thing. so um but we have perfected the art of what's what they call their two minute drill and like saving a game in two minutes or or winning a game in two minutes when you're down and we do it so regularly that with five minutes to go in the preliminary final, I was shitting myself. I was like, it's too, that's too long to try and keep a team scoreless because like if you kick it to somebody, yes, it might take five or 10 seconds off the clock, but unless you're having a shot at goal, that's the only time where you get 30 seconds to have a shot. Mm-hmm. So kicking it like and chances that you make a mistake are very high, especially yeah. five minutes. Like, these aren't shit teams. Like the pressure is intense um, and margin for error tiny. So I was like, five minutes is so long. Anyway, we managed to keep them scoreless for five minutes and one, which was crazy. Um, and then this week, uh, the grand final, um, we were up by 10 points, I think, with maybe three minutes to go. Then they kicked the goal um, to bring it to four points. Um, and we won. But like there's so many like little intricacies that make like I I'm very biased obviously we all know that I'm very biased yeah. towards Melbourne towards the city towards my sport Collingwood there are some aspects of this sport that are really like really sweet so like we have a father son rule if you play play a hundred games for a football team your son can then be picked up by that team um, before anyone else can have the rights to him so it kind of keeps tradition and yeah. legacy. And 
and it's a really nice thing. And we have three players among, amongst our premiership team whose fathers played for our club and the captain um, and two brothers. So mm-hmm. Josh and Nick and um, their Nick's dad kicked the first goal in our 1990 grand final win and Nick kicked the first goal in this grand final win. So that was like really sweet. And, um, and our captain Darcy, his dad played in five losing grand finals mm. and his dad actually presented the premiership cup to him, but he was our ambassador we chose. And so that was like a really beautiful moment to have a father give the cup to his son, even though he'd like never won one. And it was all very emotional. And our coach had a baby that morning. Oh my gosh. Like, and nobody, nobody knew like publicly that his wife was having a baby and he had her that morning and he named her Maggie. Oh, in, like because Collingwood of the Magpies, yes. he named her Mag, and he—he's a very private person. He said during the week, and he wasn't going to tell anyone. And then before the game, he told the players, and it kind of really boosted them and gave them a bit of joy, and you know, kind of cut the ice and the tension a bit. And he, but he wasn't going to tell the public. And then he got on making his speech after the game, and he told the whole world, the whole world, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like of all the things. That- happened like for his wife to go into labor in the morning of the grand final like chances of us making the grand final slim but and his wife having the baby that morning and he said if she had been having the baby in the afternoon he would have gone to coach the game but he managed to be there for her birth and and then uh, yeah the day, he, he was probably watching but, watching the like the clock and was like oh, yeah, you like, know he's he's absolutely the reason why we won this like he's the what he has brought to our club is just incredible like in two years since he's been there he's just completely changed everything the relationships with players like the feeling them the way supporters feel towards the club um like we've always been one of the biggest clubs in melbourne but it's very we it wasn't you don't always feel connected to them mm-hmm. and he made made a point of like we're the twenty third player, like their their members, and like we get them over the line, and then like, and it's not it's not untrue. Like there was a stat this week where um they it was shown like a tally of um world sporting teams home game attendance. Yeah, and Collingwood was two in the world for sporting attendance for their home games. Second to only Borussia Dortmund, and wow. we would have been first if it hadn't been for we play three home games in a small stadium that's not ours. So if we had played at our home stadium in those three games, we would have been the most watched team in the world. And we are a city of five million people, like crazy. Anyway, that's no, no but, one cares about Colin. No, but that 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 is fantastic though to 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 see that kind of um outpouring uh because it's one of those things where um you know we we hear about it all the time where sports uh brings people together different types of people together and it's also the uh it's something that should be used to kind of tear away differences because you know if i'm a fan of this team and whatever my my you know my my demographics are I have the same irrational, you know, passionate love as as someone that 
from you know another country would have for that team another part of the the U, the U, the US someone that might be completely opposite of me and you would think within when it's something like this all of that gets stripped away and you can just you know ride or die with your team and then you can your just love my love is the same love for the same thing we care about the same things and it it, it is a, like it is something that really does bring at the community together um and like i usually when there's alcohol involved and sport involved <laughs> there is depression and there is violence and and my supporter base is not known to be like that we're feral we're like raiders fans like, oh that's like there's a stereotype we we would be like raiders fans but like at, at the extent of the amount of cowboys fans so hmm. just Raiders fans, but millions of them. Um, and so, and we're passionate people. Like I have a tattoo. So many of us have tattoos. Like, like the amount of tears. I wasn't the only one crying. Like, yeah, it was a mess. But there was not one fight. I did not see one bit of aggression I, after the game and after the celebration. They um, a, a, they used to be an uh, like a cartoonist that would draw. Um, these grand final posters of the winning team and then they'd be printed and what sold outside the ground. And I stood in a line for an hour for a poster and no one gave a shit about being in a line. Everyone was just, like so smiley and happy. It was like creepy. <laughs> then, like, everyone was just, like, so happy. It was like we were Japanese or something. We were so happy to stand in a line. Salute Pam. Japan. But like and people were like getting in the line and not realizing that they'd pushed in the way and nobody gave a shit because the joy that was amongst the people that were outside this ground was just immense and it was so nice to just feel like unbridled joy and peace but for a stupid reason like it's not a like it's sport but at the same time i've had not a great year and 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 i don't um, have my family in my life anymore and so and and this thing was something that I always did with my family so it was like a really difficult day for me like wrestling that like because it was sad but at the same time like these people that I don't know are kind of like a weird awkward family too because mm-hmm. we all live and die on the result of this stupid game stupid ball that, that bounces directions yeah. and an american won a premiership which is good the second american to ever win an afl premiership wow yeah except like he's american born and raised and defended joel in beat in college how about that wow he was on 60 minutes they've played it twice so every time the show talks shit about 60 minutes i was like mason cox was on 60 minutes how dare you <laughs> um, but yeah look it up mason cox he's seven foot tall Whoa. he um, it's from Texas, so um, they in the media call him Big Cox. Um, of course, that's like such an Australian thing. <laughs> yeah, Cox. Um, he was like the big Texan to start with, and then someone said Big Cox, and everyone's just okay. That's that's appropriate. Um, and he is wonderful, and he's got like a real American swagger. Like he doesn't need to be draped in the American flag to know that that's the American guy. Like he has personality, and and that I don't know. He he knows that he's he's not quite I don't know he's just happy to be there sometimes yeah. so like he's he's just enjoying the moment and like after the game he was draped in the flag and like his family come over from the US to watch 
and his dad's like a real mad Collingwood supporter now. <laughs> I follow him on Twitter. He's like so funny. Um, and he was like at the grand final parade with this stupid wig on, this black and white wig. He's a nutter. <laughs> His name's Phil Cox. Anyway, he's a great, great follow, Phil Cox, on Twitter. Um, Mason Cox, podcast. He's really funny. So you want to check it out, the Mason Cox show. Um, and, yeah, he's an American playing football in Australia, just chilling. Became an Australian citizen because he likes you so much. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> and so that was football for the week. Yeah. No, but it was it was fantastic, and um, I, I just so this was my this was my week. Yeah, so Friday I took a job I didn't apply for. I woke up to an email from a recruitment agency that I had applied for a job through like months ago, and this woman was like, "Oh, I got your profile from my colleague. Um, I've got this job with a not for profit that I think you'd be great for. Whatever, contact me." So I did. And that was like 11 a.m. By 3.30 p.m., I had this job that I never applied for. And so I'm starting a new job next week. That's, that's awesome. I'm going to be working from home. Hmm. I'm making more money than I am now um, to do less. And a job that's like perfectly suited. I'm, this is my week. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I found a new man to destroy his days. Ooh. So, so let's talk about this. This is odd. Um, I, I really rate when people put in the work. Right? So, and usually women put in the work, the detective work. When it comes to meeting a new person, you know, or, or your friend meets a new person, you put in the hours. You stalk the shit out of that person. Oh, yeah. No. Anyway, so I was at a function last Thursday before the grand final and um, it was a netball presentation for the league. I went outside for a smoke with my friend and was talking to this random person, don't know him, whatever. He hung out with us for 15 minutes, just talking shit. And at the end of the conversation, he goes, oh, yeah, we're friends on Facebook to me. And I was like, I don't know you. <laughs> and I don't have friends on Facebook, really. I was like, okay. And I opened up my Facebook. I was like, who are you? And I remembered two weeks prior, I'd accepted a friend request from somebody whose name I didn't know, but I had nine mutual friends. And it was the day before my birthday. So, and we, I just won the netball grand final. So I was like, I don't, I don't know, on a high. Um, I think it was in the bath when I did it, eating a HSP. So I was eating like a souvlaki in the bath. Great. <laughs> I'd accept this dude's friend request. So he goes to me, oh yeah, we're friends on Facebook. I was like, okay. And I didn't, I didn't ask him why. Anyway, after that, he messaged me on Facebook later in the night and was like, oh, let's come and have a beer. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Because I was, and then I got nervous. I was like, oh, shit. I'm going to have to, I don't know, do something. No, thanks. Um, and I talked to him throughout the week. And um, so it turns out that he had seen me play in my netball grand final. Uh-huh seen me previously play netball so he'd been to watch someone else or some other team and that's why he was at the netball football presentation night um had seen me playing thought that told me i was beautiful which playing netball i am not i am absolutely not like 
the aggression and the white line fever I have, it's not a beautiful thing. Right. Um, and I, look, I, I'm not always uh, like style and grace. Like I'm not Miss Congeniality. So he's obviously got seeing issues. But He was buttering you up. <laughs> Well, obviously he or or, or yeah yeah well, he, he and that was the only way that he'd seen me before but he stayed for the presentation so mm-hmm. that he would see me get my medal so they would say my name and added me on facebook when they said my name and because the idiot who put our names on the sheet used my name on facebook which is not my actual name he was very it was very easy to find me and so that's why he added me on facebook and the next day was my birthday. He'd wish me a happy birthday. I figured, oh, we must, I must know him. Like, why else would random dude say happy birthday to me? And then, so he tells me that. And I was like, you put in work. Like, you, you stayed and stalked me on Facebook and put in work. I was like, Kuda, I like you. I like you, stalker boy. <laughs> Anyway, so like I gave him props for that. Other people would be like running for the hills. I was like, no, I five. Um, and he said, he said, no, we had mutual friends. I was like, yeah, I noticed that. I didn't look at them. And he said one person's name, and it happened to be my ex-boyfriend Fabian, Fabian's brother. Um, they worked together for many years. I was like, oh, of all the of all the mutual friends we have, that's the one you mentioned. So I, I obviously went to. Aaron and said, Aaron, who is this person? I need to know now. Now I need to do research. Turns out, not that much of a psychopath. He said he's a good bloke. So, well, hashtag wait and see. So, so uh, far, so far, um, a lot of green flags, uh, a gold star for doing his own research. And um, also, you know that he's. You yeah, see me, I work wedding yeah. in a netball it's only up from there anyway did they cancel transportation because of the grand final not they put in more services the idiot was probably standing at not a bus stop i don't fucking know you surely would have seen one it, it yeah. was it I was like the school up. for the schools or oh, something he was just sitting in a fucking i don't know a bin or something what an idiot so then I like struck him off the list for a day. I was like, guys, dumb, doesn't know where a bus stop is. Um, <laughs> anyway, got back on the list very quickly somehow. And he, like all during the week, he was saying that he was coming over Friday. Then he just, he developed this mystery illness. Like Tuesday, oh, I'm sick. I've got a sore throat and a headache. And I was like, here we go. This is the warm up to the, I'm not coming on Friday because I'm sick. I thought you fucking asshole, but I didn't mention it. I thought, I'll let you play your little games and I'll pretend. I'll be like, oh, is there anything I can do? Can I bring you anything? I'm bringing you shit. Because oh, I recently a- moved in. We removed houses and I live with housemates now, which is a new experience. So we can mm. get this bit in. I live with housemates now. Um, um, I, I act like it's a sitcom. So it's me <laughs> and three I <laughs> Me and the gays. Um, so oh. three of them. Two of them are in a, a relationship. They're getting married next year, like very stable, very normal human beings. And then a 23-year-old who is not stable, normal, um, and also thinks he's Ariana Grande. What? So he's totally, he sings so loudly. He is every diva. He is He's a vibe. <laughs> he's a vibe that not be a vibe sometimes. But... 
every now and again, like I'll walk out into a room and he'll be like doing a TikTok dance by himself, but not actually be recording it. And I was just like, I didn't, do people do that? I guess you have to practice somewhere, but yeah. are you actually good? Anyway, and like he's like doing full body rolls and like not just like, you know, whatever. Just arm, arm, mo- arm movements and going side to side. We like, fought dropping it to the ground. Whoa. And he's, he's um, a big unit. If you if you got it flaunt it, then he's flaunting it. That and wow. the back hair he has. Whoa! So, I, I think he, I really like um, watching people, and I get to watch people at home now. <laughs> so that's that. That does sound like like the basis of a sitcom, or like at least the the characters that would be in a sitcom. And you, I, I don't know. It seems like like the two guys, a girl, in a pizza place, but it's like. One girl, three gays, and a cat. <laughs> and for this week's drama is the cat that we all thought was female is a male. Whoa. So, um, Mitzi had a gender reveal this week. <laughs> um, I, I think that's yeah. that's common, especially like if if they're they've been spayed or, or neutered. I think it's easy to assume that there are something. Balls. Hmm. Yeah. Whereas, like my cat Jesse White, the cat, I never saw his business, so I think he might have been a girl. I don't know. You never know. Oh yeah, salute Greg Cody or Harry Styles. I don't know. Um, did you listen to South Beach Boys? Oh yes, I did. Um, I was, I was, um, kind of surprised that it took this long for Katie. Um, to actually sit down with Dan, given that over the last couple of weeks she's done stuff with Pablo, but I also understand that I'm not. I don't know if this is like the particular conversation that Dan had been pitching to her, and she was just com- like not yet comfortable wanting to have the conversation, or if you know because of everything that's happened with Dan and the loss of his brother where it, that's all could also be a factor in it in it but i thought it was very profound and uh very helpful the conversations that they had around depression and grief because i think these are these are situations that we're not going to be immune to as you know in our lives you know and the other thing is that when you when you hear someone you know say this is what i go through this is what i feel this is what happens to me and this is how it affects me um if you're going through that you feel seen if you have loved ones that are going through it then you understand like you know it's that it's an aha moment of i'm not the only one oh my gosh and i think if you're if you're someone that is that is dealing with depression or grief and you hear these things it makes you feel less alone and if you're someone that is trying to guide someone in these situations like for me i listen and i'm like how can i be a better friend and caretaker and just 
person in general when I have when I'm close to people that are going through this what are the things that I can do for them and sometimes so that's why when like Dan was talking about like no one knows how to talk to me about grief that is I think one of like to in to have the conversation or to start the conversation is where a lot of difficulty starts because you are you know as a friend as someone that is not going through it you are so scared of saying the wrong thing to someone that you care about and then that you that you upset them or you're like oh shit i'm gonna make them feel worse because i said this this thing you know yeah. what's what's really like i think something to remember is like not having the conversation because you don't want to bring it up isn't helpful because to like it's it's really naive to think that that they're not thinking about this like Dan hasn't forgotten that his brother died like it's his every waking thought like it's and like to act like it doesn't it hasn't happened and to, like because you think that's the more comfortable thing to do it really isn't because it kind of makes people think that you don't care because you don't want to address it and and talking about dave um like it it would be hard i'm sure but but like not talking about dave would be much worse especially um, especially when he's in a situation where his studio is probably like what 50 60 percent of the artwork was created by Lebo there are murals all over that city I mean on the carnival cruise ship there's walk yeah without Dan doesn't wear a hat that doesn't have Lebo's all, on all it. of his hats are are were made by his brother for him and only for him so you know there and also like when he when he goes to home to his wife when he's with his his parents i'm sure it 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 comes up there and by the conversations that he's that he's had it's like these are at least with poppy it seems like it's something that he wouldn't open up to dan or valerie or to to his wife about so his kind of recourse is as of now is his wife and the occasional moments when he makes mention of it on the show and the thing that i kind of i'm like oh my gosh i wish he didn't have to like preface it or whatever with you know my brother died i'm sorry this is gonna happen and I guess because he feels that awkwardness and he wants to like diffuse it. So even in his own moments where the grief hits him, he isn't even thinking about himself. He's like, oh my gosh, how am I making everybody else feel in the moment? And it's like, it shouldn't be that way. It should be that the support from the from the people around you should come and you should be, you know, you, you shouldn't be like, oh, okay, I gotta, I, you know, I'm feeling bad. I got to take care of everybody. It should be the other way around. Right. And like, this is the space that Dan created um, and that he is always trying to like, like reassure other people. And like, uh, I, there were the, the most poignant moments were when Dan was emotionally free and, and was able to speak 
and when everyone was there um the day like the day that he um came on and told us about Lebo um and and like he had that support system and that like he was able to lean into it and like but as he's spoken about he's not dealt with grief before he's not experienced it which is very strange because the man ate grief every day <laughs> like he ate grief but he never felt it um so i don't know maybe that's why he ate it because he didn't know and that's why he tried to get it out of people and now maybe he's not going to do that as much because he knows how much it hurts baseball broadcast and making jokes for everyone to exist in media there are a million places to get a broadcast to get a different sound if you don't like it like she can exist there if you don't like it fuck off like honestly it's so infuriating that we can't just have a space in in any industry just to be ourselves katie nolan's wonderful at what she does no, she's not calling balls and strikes. That's not what she's there for. And if that's not for you, that's okay. Change the channel. Just let her exist. But what I've always admired about Katie is her openness with the way she talks about her mental health. Mm-hmm. Because there is massive stigma attached for some people. And um, I've never really experienced mental health problems myself until this year. And but I had dealt with my mum and my brother who both had. And it was very difficult to be that the person there, like spectating and yes. and the support. And it's a really difficult thing to do. But when you're going through it, it's you don't want to publicize that because and it's not a weakness, it's an illness. Like yes. Any other illness, it's an illness. It's not something that you've done or it's not a problem with you. It's not something that's wrong with you in that you've caused it. And it also is, is a, like, part of the stigma is that a lot of what people associate with the symptoms or the out, you know, the outward symptoms of depression is something that has been marginalized to, to women. So, you know, the emotional outburst, the, um, you know, be, being quiet and all of these things that, that then is like, this is why you guys are, are the weaker, are the weaker sex and like stuff like that. And when, you know, men are going through it, it's like, there's an urgency to want to restore and fix that man to 100% because what he's experiencing is so foreign to being a man. It's the antithesis of men. But with women, even if you go to your own doctors or even sometimes your own circle of friends and you describe these things about how you you can't sleep, you're anxious, the things that trigger you, the things that bring you in, that that 
that something will bring you down and you will stay down in this in your depression and you have no idea why and they'll just be like that's part of being a woman well maybe you're entering this you know maybe you you have it's a hormone imbalance your your pre-menopausal you know um so so there's like so many things that 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 they just want to like 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 you know shut up get out of here like whatever yes this is is what the important representation is because the medical profession has been full of males for all these years and so women have been undiagnosed and have been treated like their illnesses are mania or they they are emotional they're this they're that you know what this is why representation matters and it's also like if you look at history with mental illness when you would see like 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 people being put away into facilities before sometimes when a when a man wanted to divorce his wife because he just wanted to he would just declare her like she's crazy and like nine out of ten times the judges would agree with them and to get rid of this wife that he doesn't want to have or these burdens of being married she would just get locked up in a mental institution for the rest of her life and not even her own family could get her out because that's how like that's how stacked the system was against women you know like not even that long ago it's like a hundred years that this would happen so yeah it's like like i i've had other mental not med sorry out of the medical issues that went undiagnosed for many years because of male doctors because period pain's normal it oh would you like a prescription for homestan homestan might as well be an eminem if I have to go to a doctor and be asked if I would like a prescription for M&Ms, I'm going to punch a man in the face. So it turns out I have endometriosis and polycystic ovaries that went undiagnosed for 17 years. 17 years of 12 months a year of periods that were debilitating to the point where I would cry on the ground and not be able to get up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this would happen every month. And that's just... You know what? Nobody put the time in to actually diagnose my issues because you go there and say, I'm in pain. That's normal. No, that's not normal. Like the fact that you have to fight so hard for yourself to go, you know what? This is what I'm experiencing. This is not normal. Help me. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the want to help a man who's in pain. Oh, let's all fucking get together and build a street parade to help. But a woman? No. We like back, back you go, have your fucking panadol. Like, yeah, ridiculous. Paul Pierce pooped himself and was given a wheelchair. Like, you know, like that, like that's that's the shit. Like, <laughs> you know, we, we bleed our own blood. Yeah, like, in, like this year, right? In the in Wimbledon. Uh, some of the ladies were saying how they, uh, you know, they they know that there's like this tradition of having to wear all white, and they were just uh, finally like finally voicing how incredibly uncomfortable it is to be in matches, you know, on your period and and losing concentration and focus in your match because you're worried like can people see that ha- that I've stained myself, you know? Because they have to also wear white underwear, not just a white dress for tradition 
white underwear. Do you know how difficult it is to run and bleed at the same time? And then worry about if other people can see because you are now worried about other people. Yeah, it, it, and it, it's like you never, you, you're not afforded the opportunity to focus on yourself. It's always the external, right? And it, it, it's like, and, and then imagine if you're, you're a tennis star and you have endometriosis and you have, you're fighting against your own body to try to play tennis. It is, a, it's just insane. And, you know, like, it's never a thought for like the guys they're like you know since they don't have to go through it it's like something that they've never thought about but even like sometimes you hear it and when you it, it clicks for you because you're like yeah that really doesn't make sense like why why is it that way like why isn't this being taken into consideration you know for for these top athletes and it's just nobody because nobody gave a damn about that have that 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 have those particular you know athletes they didn't nobody cared about the the women like Naomi Osaka suffered for having a child at a young like for what wanting like seriously like taking time out of their sport to have a child I'm so, what do you mean like why are we still doing this honestly mind your own fucking business and the thing and the thing now that's happening um which i'm just like i don't know if it's a step forward or like it's just weird it's like since serena and naomi had their you know became pregnant on tour and and, all, and had their babies and then came back now they're doing the same thing but with the men like oh he you know so and so recently became a dad i heard that in one of like the, the broadcasts and i was just like yeah but he didn't take any time off for that maybe he maybe he was there for a bit or he was like you you need to have a c schedule a c-section because this conflicts with you know this upcoming thing but the fact that they mention it kind of like in this like with the same uh level of importance as 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 naomi and serena is like it like it's so stupid like it does not affect them at all it doesn't change their body their their ability to train and bounce back nothing you know they it might change schedule it may alter the things you have to do at home if you're ever home but you're on tour a lot so you're probably not home and also they don't have to worry about what impact missing a full year or or whatever their 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 competitive cycle is of losing that whole time of endorsements and it's like man you you better pray that you um, have enough money saved up or other endorsements where this doesn't affect you. Or that you bounce back quick because you know what's not appealing to as an endorsement? A pregnant woman or an overweight athlete. No, thank you. I don't know. Bartola Colon had... <laughs> they, they call them big sexy. The pregnancy thing. And each their own, but... um. I don't think it's a target market of, of the audience at Nike or Rolex. It, yeah, it, it, it's like all these, it's the year 2023 and in all, and not just in sport, but like in all facets, it seems that pregnancy is still something that makes people uncomfortable. 
um and it's and it also brings about a lot of um people overstepping and giving <laughs> you know unsolicited <laughs> advice and things like that and it's just like no i oh, i'm not asking you for for your concern about this the billy gill parenting podcast check it out <laughs> well that was after that was like after your baby is born we were not like hey you need to your wife needs to take these supplements you need to do this <laughs> oh maybe because i blocked that out of my mind i don't remember i found that to be the most awkward like i even with the eyes i can't this was very awkward like uh yeah no thanks i'm, I'm glad we're not doing those anymore parenting pods off the list of things that we're good at <laughs> Uh, no, I don't unsolicited parenting advice. Top ten things never to give. Honestly. This is, yeah, this is true. Even if it's um even if you're asked for it, you could just you know, if even if you are a parent and you're asked, you could just I mean, if you want to give an advice, go ahead. But you could always just be like, but my experience is going to be different from yours. Your kid, if you... It works for you. Always say that to somebody because you know what that does? It normalizes their experience. Say to them, you have to do what works for you. And then that way they don't feel judged because everybody judges parents. Well, mothers, mothers. You walk your child on a leash. I am judging you. I don't have a right to judge you. I'm an asshole. But I'm judging you if you walk your child on a leash with a backpack on like it's a dog. But I I haven't dealt with a child running away on me. Would I rather my child wear a backpack with a leash or be here by car? Obviously, one's easier than the other. Like, it's not just, oh, you should, you should parent your child better so it doesn't run away. Please. Anyway. Uh, there's about one person listening hi pam <laughs> or andy we know we don't know <laughs> we may have repelled him um andy are you still there hello <laughs> we'd take calls, no one's calling in shame. <laughs> we love you andy we, we love anyone who's still listening but don't dm us please well they, they change that so they can only do it if they follow us and we follow them so that kind of narrows oh, narrows I'm down some of them or you, you know what i could do i could have my brother i could write up something have him dm you and then you read the dm and you could just be like look what i got from a follower or i could just open the message request and see the weird shit in there honestly when i got in trouble for sharing a dick pic in the group chat because i shouldn't have shared it well i shouldn't have got it like i'm the victim i'm not the perpetrator yes I've showed you and you didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it either. Now you know what it's like to be a woman on the internet. Keep your dick to yourself. That, we've, we've, we've given that advice before. 
And I feel like I've told a lot of people, keep your dick to yourself. Yeah, we've, we've given that advice before. And the amount of times that it kind of, I think with our with our group, it it kind of was like, you know, at least outwardly, it was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, don't send unselect, unsolicited or even solicited dick pics because you never know you, you never know what the what the end game is going to be right but it always it, it astounds me when when you when if you if you tweet that or you express that how many men are just like what do you mean you're we're not supposed to do that like they literally it's like but it's a compliment it's like no it's not like uh, uh, you know what's you know what's an actual compliment a compliment words <laughs> like yeah. this is the situation this is penis. yes this is a situation penis where a pi- this is a situation where a picture is not worth a thousand words it is just disturbing i think the episode title should be penises are not compliments <laughs> but like honestly it's not a compliment to assault a woman's eyes with your ugly ass penis. Go away. Like I could, like I'm not even exaggerating when I tell you I have seen two today. Two today. It's not even two p.m. Get out of my life. This is not what you had imagined for your wonderful week of basking in. That's just normal. Like that's that's just a Saturday. Jesus, Saturday morning. God, I no, please, please no. Anyway, yes, there should be a a separate like I don't know. I don't even want to say there should be a separate Twitter feature. It should just be like uh, just don't do that shit, regardless of what social media your social media site you're using. It's not. Um, it's not good. I want, to create a safe space. I want to create a safe space on all social media platforms where women who receive dick pics can then forward them so that we can all post a dick pic uh, that we've received. So then it's like a like least wanted board. So you know, hey, I've seen that one before. That's Steve. And yeah, Steve, why are you sending your dick to people? I think that's what it should be. Like, Firstly, you no, should but, be ashamed of yourself. Secondly, but it, but it has to be in such a way where obviously the women would treat it in a way of making, of trying to make these perpetrators feel ashamed. Because if you do it and you're complimentary, well, it, it just kind of like bol- it, it, bol- it bolsters them and it does not, um, not you know, just yeah, encourages the behavior. I see I what I used to do is write like nope on on it. Like I would screenshot it and then I'd write you, you, only nope. the but only like on the end like only the N would fit on it. <laughs> just to like denote like this is how small. Nope. I couldn't even get it on you. Like just N, oh, half an N. Yeah, N you know. Or just an X. No. No deal. No deal. Keep your dicks off our media feeds. Thank you. Um, do we want to talk about Taylor and Travis? 
Yes, of course. So, do you believe? So, so what? What is your thoughts on the relationship? I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for love. I love love. But today, Mr. Pfizer was talking about like he was like on top of the world after the Super Bowl. But with all the hype now, like the hype isn't what it should be about, Travis. That's not what you should have said. It should have been about how you got the girl. Um, if that is what you are actually excited about, not the hype. Like I understand, like he's riding a wave of momentum. That's that's like un. It, it's he's incomparable that, to wave, the wave of swiftness. Yeah, it, brother, it, that wave is going to turn on you. Like that, there's no one has been immune nobody a man can't wear a scarf now like jake gyllenhaal sorry canceled the the jonas one bye oh like they must be with with their, with uh, him and sophie turner separating the swifties have to be taking huge victory laps over getting that one right and and all that stuff oh yeah mm. taylor's ability to turn on a dime and be supportive of another woman when that woman has been wronged by a man who has wronged her. Like she is there for the girls. She's there. And I love that. Did like, you? Like, after Kanye, like she kind of tried to do that with Kim, like, but she's like still with the snake thing, snake emojis and that sort of thing. But like, she's there for the girls. Travis is in trouble though. Did you read anything or are hopeful when in the when she went to the Jets game and in her suite or whatever, what I'm assuming it's her suite, I don't know, that newly separated Hugh Jackman and newly separated Sophie Turner were there? Was she trying to do like a meet cute for these newly the single Australian individuals? The English Rose? Um you know what? I, I've got to talk about this. Hugh Jackman has been married to Deborah Lee Finesse, who no one knows her, for a very, very long time. The only thing I know about her is from, I think, an interview he or she did where during the um, Bernie Madoff, when that was going on, I guess she has a resemblance to Madoff's wife, Ruth, and she was in New York City and somebody cussed her out because they thought it was Ruth Madoff. And the yeah, poor, so the poor you, woman was like. It tells you a little bit about how um, Hugh was uh, batting below his average um, for a very long time. And it was like, it was the uncomfortable conversation everyone felt the need to have about how Deborah Lee Fennis looked a lot older than Hugh Jackman. And you know what? He was kind of a 10 and she was kind of a four and a half on a good day. Um, and people spoke about that uncomfortably. Um, and so they're kind of, they're taking a victory lap on the fact that, oh, now he might, you know, be with another pretty person. Well, that's not, that's not necessary. Like, I don't understand why we're celebrating his, uh, the demise of his marriage because we found his wife unattractive. Um, but yeah, that was a thing. So um, I did see an article that he was there with Blake and um, with Ryan. Ryan. Sweet. Um, very interesting. I just love that Zach Wilson decided to turn it on with all those women watching because 
Zach Wilson likes nothing more than turning <laughs> on women. Old, turning on usually older women. So these are young, mostly younger women. But I love the fact that he saved his best performance. Hey, Travis, the, tell the, your mom I said hi. Exactly right. He saved the big stage with Donna Kelsey. Fuck yes, Zach Wilson. Can I get you, some of our cookies? Yeah. <laughs> can she can she make butter? me some soup? Yeah, he wants some butter and muffin. <laughs> so funny. Um, I I I I'm, I'm here for Zach Wilson being shit forever now, except when there's like a huge amount of women watching. <laughs> you know, like priorities. It's great. Yeah, I think you know it like. Like to see their, I think it's so early on in the relationship and he's never experienced this before. So I think he's at a complete loss as to how, when he gets asked, obviously like how to put it into perspective and how to just like, hey, you're, you're, you're dating Taylor. Like, what does that feel like? And I think also he ha- he is must be aware of how protective the Swifties are of her, and to have those millions of people basically in just pounds position, they're just waiting for for, for anything. And it's make and, her make her make her make her frown, and you're fucked. <laughs> and, and it's not just. It's not just gonna be him. It's gonna be his brother with the with the pronounced eyebrow. It's gonna be his mom, and it's gonna be his his team. You yeah, know, it's, and it's they, 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 and it's gonna be. It, I think it's gonna be really interesting to see Brittany Mahomes try to come out and be like a social media fixer, like a mediator, if this goes bad. Like honestly, they brewed unity in Kansas City. And they got, didn't get the backlash that they're about to get from Swifties. <laughs> you know, like, honestly, they were going to tomahawk chop you in half. They're fucking livid. I they, think you don't know what I'm messing with. Like, I'm, I'm absolutely here for all of the videos of women talking about how Taylor Swift put Travis Kelsey on the map, talking to their boyfriends and husbands about it. And the men just like losing their fucking minds. Like salute, salute to our sisters and like trying for... to defend his honor. When women are just trolling. Salute to our trolling sisters because you are doing the business. It is so funny, and they it's like they obviously I don't know they haven't seen it. The trend, like honestly, it's so funny to me. Every one of them because they're like they're so offended by the notion that Travis Kelsey is a nobody. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> It's it's oh. a it's a wonderful work of of art and trolling, and it is the thing like the only thing that is missing from those videos is a pool, and literally, just clouds of dust from men running away. It, 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 it's it's the es- it's the essence of the podcast that we wanted to create. And like the exasperation in their faces, like they walk away from these arguments or these discussions, like, <sighs> and does, that's how we want to leave them. We so, want to leave them. So Here Taylor, so Taylor Swift, is she like our patron saint? Because I thought for the longest time it was Katie Nolan, 
um, was our patron saint, Sarah, Sarah Spain. Sarah. Yeah, so we have like many patron saints. Um, I guess this is our like royal, like, like uh, she's, she's God. It's our whole. Our, so this is so. What is our? This is our holy trinity. It's Taylor, yeah. Katie Nolan, and Sarah Spain. Mm. Oh no, and Doris Darn. Burke. Because the, the the commercial comes to mind because it's Carrie Champion, Doris Burke. Um, ooh, we got to figure out what we're gonna call this because it's pretty crowded. Or we gotta, or we gotta, or we gotta just be like, babe. As much as we love you, we gotta cut you. We can only have. We're either doing a Holy Trinity or a Mount Rushmore. Like it's a Mount Rushmore, but there's like forty-seven women on the side of this mountain, like fucking goats, and they <laughs> are all goats, and and like we're just having all these fucking women on the side of this mountain, like screaming, like. Uh, so it's oh. like. It's like the U.S. flag, but each star is a woman. is is one of the women. It's a woman's face that like resting bitch face star. Oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what we needed. Yes. Yeah. And the stripes can be like I don't know something else. Something yeah, we'll, we'll figure we'll, out. Let's do progress. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we've been. Even though we've been working on this for 10 months, there are certain things that we never considered. And here are our patrons. Actually, actually, the podcast was part of them until today. <laughs> yeah, infrastructure, we're, um, look, I am an idea person getting things done. That's a whole other department. And then I kind of realized that my, my, my two best friends, they are also we have this in common which is why we're such great best friends so maybe we we need to find a man to actually like do do like legwork for us and then we when can just be like Whew, that wasn't so hard easy. yeah we, we okay, switched like, the roles switch get roles. switched like, what are things like the 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 mother the wife you know the one that the glue guy you be the glue guy and do all the things and we'll be the one getting all the credit yes how about that yeah it's backwards day i like it no no this is the way it needs to be every day and yeah. i think that pal is just the person because <laughs> he's the only sucker Look, if you but he's, you know, he's unpredictable. Yeah, <laughs> he, like, he don't want to talk. like if to to prove your ally shit, edit this and post it for us. <laughs> if you were a real ally, you would do the hard yards for us. Beep count. <laughs> Beep count. You're a girl dad. <laughs> Yeah, we're you guys are over here throwing hashtags, you know, in your tweets, and you know, so so, so ch ch changing your profile pictures, and you know, I I love women, I love my mom, I love my sisters, I love you know Jeanette Morgan know, and Pam, and and yeah, I'm the I'm the son of a mother. <laughs> my mom's a woman. <laughs> my, my sister's a sister. Yeah. I share genes with females. My yeah. dog's a girl. <laughs> I know what's wow. up. 
that's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This so is fun. This is yeah. fun when they're not here. They have to be here to press the buttons and edit. Edit this bit, pal, please. Thank you. So as we um as we close our journey on our native on our debut episode of, of this yeah. new podcast of ladies after ladies, uh, the club. ladies in the club no it's not ladies in the club it's it's the ladies room ladies room bathroom right because that is the that is the most harmonious we we have to we, we just have to like just let's yeah. just give them a little it is the closest it is the closest thing to heaven on earth to true like peaceful existence is the peaceful existence with women without shoes on with women sharing lip product with women you do not know comforting you like they are your soul sisters holding you in their arms and telling you that he's not worth it you don't know shit you couldn't pick him out of a lineup and sometimes get you through and sometimes their intensity is so strong that you have to hold them back from not wanting to do something stupid on your behalf exactly right that is the intensity on your side than a bathroom friend you will not find a more fervent ally in your you want to be an ally be a bathroom friend that's the kind of friend that you should strive to be don't be an ally for women be a bathroom friend be a friend you've never met that asks you for a tampon be that friend Mm -hmm. or they they pass you some toilet paper you know under the bathroom door or or before you walk out back into the club or whatever they'll tell you your 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 skirt is in your underwear you have toilet paper on your shoe you're you know you need a little bit more lipstick even though you look because because you know there's not good lighting in there sometimes the the mirrors that you know busted maybe you didn't bring your compact you can't check yourself or somehow you lost your 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 makeup and some girl is just like here have some of my fenty like you'll look great you know please have some of my mac mac nc 40 bronzer yes i will yes i will you know why because i i am your ally so i'm going to be fucking orange because you gave it to me bathroom girl mm-hmm. yeah, that's what you should I, i'm i'm gonna strive to be the bathroom girl of your dreams yes the so the advice that we have for all of our our, our lady our female listeners is um please do your best to ruin sports or the one thing that the man in your life enjoys most um that isn't you obviously um and then secondly it's not you yeah the 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 goal that you should have is to be the woman that you are in the club bathroom if you can consistently bring that energy and that mentality into any and everything you do you will be the most successful strong ass bitch like there is walking no the face of the air. Like a bathroom boss. Bathroom boss. Be bathroom you. Be bathroom you trying to comfort someone you don't know. That's the kind of friend you need to be. That's the kind of support system we need to build for each other. Let's build each other up like we're in the bathroom. In the club. Bathroom the club. <laughs>
Oh. I did a handstand in the bathroom once, and I and and like because I did in a nightclub, whatever. Because somebody else was doing one. You know why? You don't leave a somebody doing a handstand by themselves. So I did one extra. And when I came out, my boyfriend knew that I'd done a handstand in the bathroom. I was like, I hadn't even got there yet. How do you know? How did the news jump over me like that? It like spread like wildfire. He's like, why did you do a handstand in the bathroom? You know why? Because you don't leave a woman handstanding by herself in the bathroom. I think it's an impressive feat anyway. <laughs> I couldn't even stand on my feet, let alone my hands. Fuck.